And now, coming to you live from the tri-state area and San Francisco, California, it's the best part of Wednesday, Waffle Box, with your hosts, Mike Fish and Kush Hayes. Ooh, welcome to Waffle Box, the podcast where we talk about anything, everything, and nothing, all at the same time. Coming up on episode 63, we're honking for Jesus to save our soul. Twitter, charging for an on-demand feature, and so much more. I am Mike Fish, and I am joined, as always, by the main man from San Fran, it's Mr. Kush Hayes. Kush, how you doing, my man? We've got a great show coming up. We've got a great show. How you feeling? Uh, live long and prosper, y'all. Kush Hayes here coming to you the day before International Star Trek Day. So happy Star Trek Day to all the fans out there. How, how would you normally set it right That Would you just dress up as a as a Star Trek character? I mean, I'm wearing my Klingon jersey. Like, I, I feel like that's enough. Maybe we'll watch some Rathacon tonight. Maybe maybe some First Contact. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll even explore some of the newer stuff like Discovery and uh, Picard. We haven't seen any of those yet, still. I do, I do need to finish the first season of Picard. I got about halfway mm-hmm. through, and I quite enjoyed it. But there's a second season now, right? There's a second season with a third on the way. <sighs> Patrick Stewart, still going at, what, 112 years old now? Uh, he's, he's a generous, generous youth. Generous youth. Yeah, he's still doing way more than I'm doing at 37. So hats sure, off Pat's to him. Yeah, good times. What's the what's the unlucky color in Star Trek? What's the what's the color of the 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 uniforms that they always die in every episode? Is it the re- is it red? No, yellow. The internet meme is the guys in the red shirts, but it's, it's actually shirts. the blue shirts. Uh, if, you, if you actually do a tally for, of it, except for what was his face? Le- uh, the Doctor Leslie Crush's son. He wore blue, didn't he, for a while? And for some reason, Wesley, he kept surviving. No, he he wore red. Did he? When he did, when he wasn't wearing gray. Or just to his normal civilians. But That's yeah. it. He used to wear gray, just like his persona. <laughs> Lovely guy, so though. People. Lovely guy Is in he... real life. Okay. Okay. Well, it's good to hear. I said I I bumped into him extremely briefly in Vegas. Oh, how'd that go? He was eating steak, and I just went, "Hey, how's it going?" He was like, "Hey," and I thought, "Oh, he's eating." Okay. I'm, not, I'm gonna, I'll leave it at that. I'm not gonna Smart. annoy him. No, yeah, you 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 made the right move. Nothing great. wrong with saying hi, but keep it going. Great keep beard, going. though. He can grow a great beard in real life. All right. If yeah. he ever came back for some Star Trek reunion stuff, like I would love to see old man Wesley with a cracking beard, like he's seen some <laughs> shit. Okay, you're talking about like as a character? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that might be a thing on season three of Picard, uh, but that, I, again, I'm not well versed in anything, so... Don't Not well versed in the in the universe. No, no, you are correct. Ah, before we get into tonight's show, and we've got a lot. We've got a lot for, for those listening to this. I'm going to rustle my papers. I've got so many papers. Oh, waffle box goodness, baby, oh. it's popping out. What have you been up to? What, you know, as as people always say, the you know they ask a question because they want to get it asked back. So, what do you? What? How was your day today, Kush? Today was very mellow. Again, we're celebrating Star Trek Day, but for the last, we've actually had the last four days off, so that's been nice. We've just been adapting to like doing nothing again. Otherwise, we've been we've been going hard since like May, dude. You know, we uh, we should be working on the next microdose, but uh, I, maybe I need this rest. 
What have you been doing, Mr. Mike? Whatever, yeah, thank you. There we go. Oh, t- so today, today was the first day of my new job. Oh, very exciting. Congratulations, dude. Thank you. Thank, right. thank you. I'm going to raise a drink to you on that one. Cheers. Cheers. Clinky, clinky. Clink, clink. Yeah. The only problem is because it's it's a, obviously I'm not going to go into too much information, but it's it's a corporate job, corporate okay. America, okay. and Based so obviously like anything else, obviously they have to go through the onboarding. So you have to go, you know, learn about HR, learn about IT, learn about this, learn about that, and okay. so the today yeah, yeah. was literally six one-hour Zoom meetings. Back to back to back to back to back to back, wow. and and this is not their fault. You know, they are they are a West Coast based business, mm-hmm. and so obviously, I mean, normally, my once I get into it, I'll be working East Coast hours. But for their training, I had to work West Coast hours. So my uh, final uh, Zoom meeting finally ended just after seven p.m., and my brain was melted at that point yeah oh so that's was that that's still 4 p.m in california yes yeah, so technically still... technically i had an early but, finish but it was yeah. seven o'clock but you so did, did you start at 10 p or 10 a.m your time no i started at 12 so that was at least i got to sleep in a little bit so it's not the end right, it, but right. it was the six zoom calls that was the thing that killed it for me and then you and then you still made it to this man thank you thank you oh this is the best thank part you, of wednesday why would i miss it that's what's up. Gotta get the catchphrase in. Right, I'm gonna yeah, take man. one sip of beer and then we'll get into the show. Ready? Go. Ah. Now we're gonna start opening story. Is a man who I feel that out of the 63 episodes, we must have mentioned him at least 50 times. This kid will not fuck off. Well, hopefully he will now. So do everyone should remember Mr. Eldon, Spencer Eldon, a.k.a. The Spencer Nibana. Baby Dick Eldon? Yes, the Nevermind Baby or the Nirvana Baby, whatever you want to call him. So you may remember in a previous episode of uh, remember the podcasting, he tried suing Nirvana for child pornography, basically, because if you don't know, the album Nevermind features a baby swimming in the swimming pool and they're photoshopped like this fishing hook with a dollar bill on it and he is a naked baby so in the original cut of the album you saw his baby dick and he tried to allude to the one it was like because it was a naked baby swimming after a dollar bill that's child prostitution and all of this nonsense without consent and yeah like all this negative shit after you know spending like what what was it, 15 years 20 years of like just reaping the benefits of being going around kid on that cover literally introducing himself himself to women in nightclubs and bars as the nirvana baby and um, okay <laughs> and appearing at like nirvana like uh, how do you like... disprove that how do you prove or disprove that i'm the nirvana baby <laughs> just yeah like just hold up the cd case and next to his still. small penis. See? See? Mm-hmm. Eh? It's uncanny, right? Um, but yeah, he tried suing Nirvana again. And finally, a judge in um I'm gonna assume I did have it. Yeah, of course it's Los Angeles. A Los Angeles judge finally ruled on Friday that Mr. Eldon lodged his case well beyond 
the 10 year statute of limitations. Oh. And so basically he's it's, the judge finalized it to where now legally this man can never ever ever oh. try to sue Nirvana again. Like you're done, pal. You've had five attempts now at this point. And he's finally done and dusted. Well but, done, Judge. Oh, yes. But. No, no, but there was more that came out in this. So obviously what he said is that hey, I was one years old when I had this photo shoot. How dare they? I was far too young to give consent for this photo. Which, oh no, actually, that's that that is a very good point. The one-year-old cannot legally give consent to this kind of thing. Now, hmm, if you are trying to use a photograph of a baby, that baby can't give consent. Who legally would you ask? By you know, just 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 thinking about it. who would you ask, Kush? Who would you ask? My would it be my neighbors? No, try again. Try again. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> um, the 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 oh, be my barber. Barber. Last chance. Oh no. Yeah, last chance. I, uh, my legal guardian or parents or uh, or even priest or rabbi. Well, no, you could yeah, priest or rabbi. We want to keep the priest far from away from a naked baby. But um, yes, the parent or legal guardian. And won't you know that his parents were paid two hundred dollars for the photo in 1991. But obviously, at the time, Nirvana weren't a very big band until the album was finally released. So perhaps, I don't want to assume, but maybe, I guess he's just a little bit mad that he only got 200 bucks. Well, his parents got 200 bucks. Yeah, he didn't get nothing. And he's like, I want more money. <laughs> and they're like, fuck you. Legally, go fuck yourself, Spencer Elden. Yeah. You, uh, you had mentioned that detail in one of the other two times we talked about this. And we... We also it's mentioned the third time, right? I think this is the third time, third time. And uh, we'd also talked about like, you know, this man has already benefited from being on that record cover. Like there he were other like other anniversary mind. events. He has the album name tattooed on his chest. <laughs> D-bag. Such a dickhead. How can you get uh, yeah. the album name tattooed on you and then say, I'm not happy about this? Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah. What a dick. Uh, what a, so what a he, tiny he, dick. He's already prospered off this. There were obviously other anniversary events that he was a part of that they, they pay for that. They they actually pay like in the thousands for that. Maybe not like $10,000, but like, you know, he made 10 times at least what uh, his parents made. He has reenacted one event. the photo. He's reenacted the photo. Like, but you can't be that mad it's, about it's it. It's whole thing. You shouldn't be this mad about it. So he, uh, as we also discussed, he's after himself, Nirvana. Is going to lose his number. They will never call him ever again to be a part of anything. That album is going to live the test of time. All right. It's going to see multiple more formats. Um, just well, something past MP3 and streaming. Anymore. I think they have removed the baby penis. Yeah. Why not? Why not? So what? Uh, yeah. Why not? That's not hurting anything. <sighs> so if only, yeah. if only this man could edit his life. Yeah, right. He made a huge mistake here. Much like you'll soon be able to edit your tweets, Cushes. Fantastic segue. Thank you. Please tell me more about this. 
this this now this is something that's annoyed me right so what is your because apparently and i've seen it so many people on twitter have been begging on their knee begging for an edit button for over a decade absolutely before we get into that what what are your thoughts on an edit tweet button it's good yeah because i can't tell you how many times like i've i've spelled out a tweet and then even though i double checked it somehow my fat fucking thumb hit a different button but my eyes still didn't see it somehow and then i hit that send button and then it is very visible and you you can't escape it to the point where like i will just i will copy the whole goddamn thing i will re-edit it i will fix the correction and then i will resend that and delete the previous tweet and that takes like two minutes and then still people have already seen that previous tweet it's and they'll screenshot it's... it if you're big enough they won't, they won't let you well, that they don't screenshot anything on me thankfully but it's you know it's been a problem it's always been just like hey it's literally just the, the, the tiniest misspelling i would like to correct it let me have my edit button um it is it is almost like like your brain knows exactly what you're doing and it's just waiting for you to press send and as mm-hmm. soon as you said set, hit send there's that little voice in your head goes, you used the wrong there, dickhead. Yeah, fuck. It's, it's it literally like highlights for me. It's the weirdest thing, dude. Like, I will scan that thing two to three times, see that there's nothing wrong with it, hit the send button, and then that error just flashes right out to me. And I'm like, oh, no. That's, that's not supposed to be a period. It's supposed to be a comma. Or whatever the case may be. Um. I know you want to get into the story in a minute. The guys who developed Twitter were once upon a time on the Nerdist podcast with Chris Hardwick. That he brought up, why is there not an edit button? They went, we, you, your, your error has to be your error. You can always delete it, but you, you made that, you made that error, and you still, you don't have to live with it. But we don't want you to like get like fifty thousand retweets and uh, and a hundred thousand likes, and then have you edit and go like. You know, Hitler had some funny ideas. Go from don't kick puppies to, you know, Hitler was pretty uh, you know, misunderstood dude. And suddenly there. I'd like to a Nazi tweet. Yeah, that, that's that's always been their argument. But I, I've always been like, but still, we can avoid that. That can be avoided. Well, apparently, I mean, earlier on when they were even thinking about it, they were saying like you would, you would get a notification that, hey, a tweet you liked or you tweet you retweet has been edited do you want to change your mind? But like, what if that happens in the middle of the night? I'm asleep, and then eight oh. hours go by, and my like is still sitting there. I don't like that. I don't like that. I've I've, I've never gotten that notification. Can you? Can no, you no, 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 no. No. Once they're saying, when they were thinking about developing the edit button, okay, they would they an idea they had was that if someone was to edit a tweet that you liked. You would then get a notification to say, "Oh, FYI, this tweet's oh. been edited. Do you want to unlike it?" Basically, which is uh... they could, uh, they could. I mean, Twitter already sends me some of the weirdest notifications, like so and so is going live in ten seconds. Like, what? I, no, I don't need to know that. Like, uh... oh, I've turned off all my pretty much all of my notifications. I don't give a shit. Oh god, yeah, they they do some gross stuff on there these days. Twitter is my least favorite app these days. Like, I'm I'm more on Facebook. That has an edit button. And oh, I I'm just yeah, I'm not I'm not a Facebooker. I'm a tweeter. I don't like Instagram. I like Twitter, but anyway, 
So well, Instagram has my my big booty hose and my kittens. So that's true. That's always it's always second. That damn big booty hoe algorithm. But um, so they're finally launching this. So it's in the testing mode, but they're launching it. Um, but through for you to edit your tweets, you have to subscribe to Twitter Blue for five dollars a month. So you have to spend five dollars a month to have the capability of the editing. Of editing. No. No, but, no, 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 oh, no, no, no. I looked up Twitter Blue. There mm-hmm. are so many other features. So maybe I'm going to read out some of the features for Twitter Blue. Please. Okay, please. Because I've 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 heard maybe. of Twitter Blue, and I just went like, what? It's just more Twitter. Why would I pay for that? So, so break it down, Mike Fish. As well as being able to edit your tweets, you are going to have a shortcut to the most shared articles by people you follow. Mm. Okay. Um, a reader, a built-in reader. So if you click on a news story, I guess it will make it look nicer rather than... I mean, okay. I mean, mm. Safari on an iPhone already has that, but whatever. Yeah, right. Um, bookmark folders. Organize your bookmarks into folders and avoid endless scrolling. Um, choose from seasonal and colorful app icons and themes to give your Twitter a whole new vibe and you can have an NFT as your profile picture (laughs) fuck you Twitter none of that is worth $5 on its own let alone as a group bundle fuck you especially the NFT that's a whole nother thing I know we spoke about this before but I've, I've literally muted the phrase NFT on Twitter. I don't anyone oh, who mentions smart. NFT, I don't want to see that shit because it's dumb. Dumb. That yeah. and cryptocurrency. I'm stamped. That's the hill I'm dying on. NFTs and cryptocurrencies are dumb. That's why do you remember again on a previous waffle box we spoke about that country that adopted cryptocurrency as their their <laughs> national currency and the economy and crashed overnight. in like a day. Less than a day. Yeah. That was hilarious. Except if you lived there, then it was not funny. Sorry. So yeah, you want and do you know what's really annoying it a, about it was this? Dogecoin, right? What? Dogecoin no, was it was Doge. No, I think it was it was it Dogecoin. It probably wasn't, but just for the waffle for the Serb squad, we're gonna say, it's it's say Dogecoin. It's Dogecoin. Yeah, facts. Um, yeah. Do you know what annoys me about this is the fact that what annoys you, Mike Fish. There's going to be so many people that are going to spend $5 a month on their Twitter account just so they can edit it. Just delete it. Because I think you're only going to, I think you're, yeah, your tweets will be available to edit a few times, quote unquote. What? Not in, all the time? In the first 30 minutes after posting. So I'm getting, for example, in the 30 minutes, you have, let's say, five attempts to edit it. If it's not right, then you have to delete it and start again. Oh Twitter, five dollars. But how? I want to. I want to drive down. No, well, I won't be driving. I want to take the bus down to the Twitter corporate offices right now and throw an egg at their window. That's probably illegal by a lot, but that's what I would like to do. Edit that. He's throwing the egg. No, I heard it in my head. I saw the whole picture. I'm on a. I'm on a. I'm on a Leaf scooter or whatever one of those stupid things powered by Uber is, and I'm just like. <laughs> Fuck your mother! 
Uncle William that's, others. And that's that was our that's your waffle box reenactment of a thing that hasn't happened. But it could do. It could be coming to a new story near you. Ah, that's what I see. That's the beauty of this podcast. I'm taking timestamps so I can clip this stuff. Twenty minutes. F your mother. And then I'll read that tomorrow and I'll be like, what the fuck were we talking about? You won't be disappointed either because let me just for the kids at home again. Mm. Fuck your mother. That's my girl in the egg. I'm assuming that's the kind of noise it makes. Yeah. Well, it's also on training mode, so I can't go faster than seven miles an hour. So that's why it's really slow. It's like... Once you get your full license, Fuck though, your, your beard will be blowing in the wind. And it'd be glorious. I'll, I'll probably have my face mask on still, just because that's cold. Yeah. You have to go slow for the full effect. Otherwise, if you go too fast, then they'll just be like outside, like in their cigarette break, and they'll just hear you, fuck you. Fuck my what? <laughs> huh? uh, never mind. Whatever. I hope you didn't say something about my mother. Oh my God. Uh, what an asshole. Yeah. Ah, fuck you, Twitter. Anyway. Let's move on to some uh, people who have made the most of their lives and broken world records. Oh, hell yeah. In this week's Dumb World Record of the Week. Why? Why? Why would I? Why? 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 Why would you want to do that? Uh, This week. On the dumb world record, we have a twofer. Just because this one caught another one caught my eye and it's close to home, so I thought I'll cover that one as well. But this first story from the dumb world record comes to us from a German martial artist nicknamed Hammerhands. Which, oh no, how can you not love a man named Hammerhands? And what's kind of annoying, maybe it's kind of like a you know, stereotype, I don't know, or maybe it's just you know, it's a German name. I'm kind of a disappointed it's not Hammer Hands, like H A N S, Hammer Hans, yes. but it's no, it's Hammer Hands. Now you're wondering, obviously, why is this man named Hammer Hands? Well, one, because he's a martial artist and he's got very strong hands, um, but also his real name is Mohamed Karimanovich. Hammer hands is much easier to pronounce. That is a fact. Yeah, <laughs> Let's just go with hammer hands. That's what my mama calls me. Yeah. Hammer hands, dinner ready? Yes, mama. Coming. Wash your hands, hammer hands. Oh, you broke the sink again. Yes, mama. I'm sorry, mama. Brushing the, the taps as you turn him on. Oh, mm. curse my hammer hands. Ah, imagine shaking that man's hand. Like, Break every bone. Let's just just touch the elbows instead. Leave your hands away. Anyway, so this man, Hammer Hands, um, recently broke the world record for most baseball bats chopped through in one minute. Wow. Okay, how many did he do? Well, in one minute, if you're thinking like the average baseball bat, and I'm, I'm assuming these are wooden baseball bats, not the. Uh, it would have to be metal ones. Not aluminum. That would be impressive. Not the aluminum. That would. That be would be very impressive. Um, imagine, do you imagine while while he was breaking the world record just for a laugh? 
the guy feeding him the bets, slipped him <laughs> in the aluminum ones. <laughs> I'm not going to do a German accent, but um, yeah, that'd be funny. Um, so he broke the world record for most baseball bets, chopped through in a minute by chopping oh, no. through 68 baseball bets. What the fuck? How? That's more we than need... one a second. That's more than uh, yeah. It's one under, every under. Like is, he, like is he doing like a, a, three at a time? Like damn, that's, that's like furious. Dude. Like fifteen year old in his bedroom. It's already hard action. enough to break one baseball bat. In fact, you you will see like baseball players that get so mad they crack that son of a bitch over their knee. But like Bo Jackson killed his career doing that. He's not like a weak dude by any means either. Like he he fucked his whole shin up or his whole yeah, his whole thigh up cracking a bat over his knee repeatedly you can't break a bat be confident that you can do it otherwise you look stupid it was a thing of his like he it wasn't just one and done like he would keep doing it but that that there's you're not supposed to do it once even like fish just, just right. to let you know the poor fellow who makes the baseball bets crying like i'm i put a lot okay. of time in it no, i gotta make more of them and charge you guys three hundred dollars a pop oh. Just give him the shit ones next time. He's not, he doesn't look after them. <laughs> but this Hammerhands is a, a multiple-time world record holder. Um, he, um, so he also holds the world record for most coconuts smashed with one hand. Okay, I feel like we've had this guy on before. I don't think we have. I feel like coconut smashing was a thing we've talked about before. Exactly. Or maybe just, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, I'm gonna maybe I'm thinking something archives. else. But yeah, he... Uh, a lot of dumb world records. That's a lot of dumb world records. In, so this is a... So it says within the time, but it didn't specify how long he had to smash the coconuts. But still, he smashed 148 coconuts. What a waste. In a minute? Well, it doesn't say. It just says within the time. Oh. So... Wow. Could have That's been five hours. Impressive. So I hope they, you know, used those coconuts afterwards. No, they probably swept them up and threw them away. Um, my fish, I once upon a time worked at a grocery store and I was taking out some bad produce, and one of them was a coconut, Did fell out of my it? hand. I dropped it on accident, and the goddamn thing bounced. And then came right back up to me, like no, no, no chip or whatever. So I threw it on a wall, and that fucking thing came back right at me. Like it, it's, it was I, over repeated attempts, I would finally break it, but that was not the, that was a chore. Now do that so 147 fact, more times. No, <laughs> hammer hands. Hammer hands did it with his hands. I just threw that shit at a wall repeatedly it probably hurt my back doing it that day <laughs> if it didn't bounce back and hit you in the face like that's why you're wearing the glasses oh yeah yeah well i got one what? eye that goes this way one eye goes that way it's <laughs> like lois lane on superman and lois you, you can't drink uh bacardi anymore this brings back <laughs> memories <laughs> oh the coconuts <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> No more coconuts. No more coconuts. No more coconuts. I've been a, <laughs> I've been a good boy. No more coconuts. I, I I just lose it immediately inside bowling alleys. Like, too too close. Too close. Too close. 
No more poker. Yeah, congratulations, Hammerhands. Um, but I did mention we had, a, we had a twofer. Oh, so the only reason I'm not making this its own dumb world record all week is because technically this world record hasn't been officially certified by the Book of Guinness World Records. Really? However, I I'll had to mention it the tag. because a world record was mentioned and it's pretty damn dumb. So, have you ever heard of YouTuber Mr. Beast? No. Okay. So I've 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 heard I've never watched one of his videos, but this man is pretty pretty popular on okay. the old YouTube. So this man has something like couple five hundred billion followers on. He's like five hundred billion. I think wow. that might be a, that might be an exaggeration, but he I think he's like something like sure. the most. He is one of the most popular. Oh, there we go. One of the most popular. People on the video sharing platform with more than 100 million subscribers. That's pretty good. I bet his room is just full of those fucking plaques that they give out every time you hit a milestone. <laughs> he's probably got a couple plaques. And I also imagine he's got like, he does the gimmick with the shelf and all the Funko Pops and and the whatever video games he, he got gifted to him. This so this came with a figurine, you know, it's it's uh, mine, Minecraft figurine. This is Steve. And uh, this is him in his Batman outfit. Oh, oh, and this here, this is my 100 million subscriber plank. This whole thing. Yeah. This whole thing. I just, I just use it to keep the door open. <laughs> <laughs> I use, yeah, I keep it in the garage normally to light up, yeah, you know, absolutely. where the wall is. It's not a big thing. It's not a big thing. Um, but this man, apparently, he has, he's turned his trade to a burger restaurant in which he has launched. The creatively known Mr. Beast Burger. So he launched this officially in 2020 as, as a, like a delivery service. So you could only order Mr. Beast Burgers online and get them delivered to you. But now okay. he has officially launched a brick and mortar store right here in my neck of the woods hmm. in East Rutherford, New Jersey at the American okay. Dream. The American Dream, baby. American Dream Mall. And he had his opening day on Sunday. Okay. And did great. Did amazing. Oh, great. Yeah. So after it had the doors have been open for two hours. Two of those hours. Mr. Beast shared a video showing the number of people in line for his burgers. And it was estimated to be more than 10,000 people waiting and these in are pe- line. Just people standing in line. They're not in a, dr- they're not in in a car. They're not on their bicycles. They are like... standing in a massive line at the mall. So he tweeted. At the mall. The next day, he, he claimed in a tweet that he had broken the world record for most burgers sold in a single day. Now, the Guinness Book of World Records clapped back with a quote tweet. Are basically saying, nah, son, you ain't you ain't claiming that shit. We need to see receipts, <laughs> bitch. Oh, no. Like we need receipts. <laughs> yeah, just put our name out there on the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't put it like that. They put it quite nicely, but basically, it's like mm, we need to prove this first. But so mm-hmm. the, the dumb world record part isn't the fact that he sold an incredible amount of burgers in one day. Almost, you know, hats off to him. Congratulations on. 
successfully launching your bit. However, for some reason, I do feel that probably after about two weeks, there'll probably be like two people in like, like I think that the you know this is going to wear off. Maybe, maybe I could be wrong. Yeah, but if he oh, but go. No, 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 okay, no, 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 no. I was going to say, if he was on Shark Tank, they would say like, "Hey, man, the, the the internet is the business. Don't don't open up no stupid brick and mortar shop. Like, you'll get all this business in, in three days, and then it'll just immediately like nosedive and flatline." But if it was and, a pop up, that makes sense. If it's a At limited it a pop up, I no, it doesn't say in the article. So okay, if it's a pop up, that's different. If it's a pop up, that's most likely smarter even. So that's the kind of bit of information that's important, hence why I'm not calling him out as being a dumb person. Hats off to him. No, he's got now, his gimmick. I'll give him the benefit yeah. of the doubt. However, a winner. The, the dumb part of this story for me. Where's the dumb part, Mike? Is right, let's just think, right? So I okay, I I know of Mr. Beast. Never watched mm-hmm. his video, so I'm not I can't say I'm a fan, but I'm not hating on the guy. But I'm just trying okay. to think who who would be like someone that's like really famous that I would be like, oh my god. He's got his own burger place near me. I want to go because he's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Like maybe like Ryan Reynolds or The Rock. Sure. That'd be sure. A really cool, right. like, oh my God, that'd be super sweet. However, if I then turned up with the, the goal of buying a burger and hopefully meeting this celebrity, if mm-hmm. I get there and there's maybe 200 people in front of me, I'm yeah, gonna go. Um... Uh, <laughs> it's not that worth it. It's not worth it. However, there were some people who turned up and was like, "How's the line looking?" Uh, yeah, there's about nine thousand people in front of me. Yep, let's let's wait. Let's wait it out. I mean, fuck me. You and I are both picturing a single line, ten thousand <laughs> people deep, and that's obviously not what happened. No, here. there's there was a there, crowd. There, there was a crowd. And they were probably churning them out. Are they doing like two hundred in an hour though? That would be that would still be impressive, at least to me, because I don't know what but McDonald's the grill. I mean, it would have to be a pretty big damn grill, but they would also, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, these folks are dedicated fans. This guy has already had a successful business where he was delivering these burgers to people Not personally, probably, and they. Um. Well, I'm sure he had a staff, but what I'm saying is, like, he he produced a burger so good that people were like, we don't want that shit coming to our home. We want to go out to it. You know, we we need to be a part of this. We we need to support the artist here. Uh, on that, I say congratulations, dude. Um, at the end of the day, it's not hard to make a burger, and I don't feel the need to stand in a line that goes around the block in and out. Burger, I'm talking to you. Um, but yeah, he 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 probably has a really good product right now, and he's a Jersey boy. I don't know if he's from Jersey, but the the store is open in Jersey. It'd be weird if he was from Philly and just decided to open a location in yeah. New Jersey. So... Always, it's like a, it's a huge mall, so maybe that was what maybe there was but some still... kind of partnership. I don't know. I don't know. But you got to feel for the guy, like the guy or gal, who was like maybe like nine thousandth from line, super excited, finally gets to the front of the line, <laughs> buys her burger, and it's like. <gasps> Is Mr. Beast here? We were like, oh, yeah, he fucked off five hours ago. What the fuck? Are you doing? Do you think he's going to stay here all day? You know what? I would feel like once he left after the 2000th person, that news would travel down the line. And and again, we're, we're, this line doesn't start off at 9,000 people deep. You know, it's 
I'm sure sure the line goes to the door of the uh, mall, maybe even outside. But like, yeah, it's worth nice. getting out. Like, yeah, Mr. Beast ain't here. Mr. Beast ain't here. Mr. Beast had, in fact, some it's spiraled out of control to like Mr. Beast is like he yeah he had to go to an AC. He had to go to Atlanta City. He's he's got a big poker game playing or something <laughs> like. It's got edit his oh. next video. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. So Mr. Beast, Burger Man, entrepreneur. Yeah, I don't know if he has a lost. world record of anything, dude, but good but, for well, him. We'll keep on, on a it. Small business owner. Good for you. Keep on, on it. See if that man sold the most burgers in a day. Congratulations. All right. Oh. That wraps up the first half of this week's show. What a first half it was. My gosh. But it's now time to take a pause for the cause. Pay some bills. We'll be back in the second half where we're talking honk, honk, honky for Jesus. Save your soul and so much more. We'll see you right back on the flip side. It's now time for the middle of the show quiz. Welcome back to Waffle Box. And as you heard, it's the middle of the show. It's now a perfect time to play the middle of the show quiz. After you finish your first time listening to Waffle Box, watching Waffle Box, where the hell you been? It's episode 63. But this is the time where we quiz push haze on a certain topic normally associated with a topic from this week's show. And this week, since we are talking honk honk, honk it for Jesus. I thought it's the best time to test Mr. Hayes' knowledge on Jesus Christ. Oh, this actually, is Jesus. I feel pretty good about those. Quiz. Um, you might be surprised how difficult this was to uh to to, to find the quiz because, funny enough, some of the information on Jesus a little bit fuzzy. Okay, but it's very yeah, hard yeah, to get a good quiz. Out of that, when they're like, uh, hey, how, how old was he when he died? Ah, you mean look at that? It's like, oh, 35 to 45. Oh, that's not a good answer. Um, so yeah, so this week, five questions. Okay. On Jeezy Crazy. And as always, if you get the question correct, you'll hear this noise, which makes him happy. But if you get this question wrong, you hear this noise. Oh, which makes him sad. So five questions, so best of five. Looking to get at least three correct. Are you ready for question number one? Oh, yeah. Question number one, Mr. Hayes. <clears throat> How many people did Jesus famously feed with five loaves of bread and two fishy fish? Oh, they want a specific number. It was a wedding. That's how much I know. Uh, I'm going to say 36. No, the famous story of the feeding of 36 by Jeezy Greasy. Great answer is 5,000. 5,000 people. Yeah, with five loaves of bread and two fish. And two fish. It's finger food. Yeah, all right, yeah. It always sounded suspicious to me, but wow, 5,000. I'm pretty sure a lot of them were like, oh, now we have to go to McDonald's afterwards. <sighs> anyway, question number two. Mm. This one freaked me the fuck out. Um, mm. How many people 
did Jesus raise back from the dead? I didn't zero. even know he did this. I didn't even know he did this. No, it's no, no, I'll give you I'll give you a clue. It's more than zero. One. Three people. Three? This Three guy people? brought back from the dead. So and again, information's a bit boggy. So one of them's what so it's Jairus's daughter. Doesn't give her a name. Like you'd thought, and it's like the widow's son. Like he brought these people back from the dead. Did you not even think to ask what their name was? Dave. <laughs> um, and Lazarus. Lazarus, number three. Oh, Lazarus. Oh, Lazarus. Lazarus, I should have known. Yeah. I remember, so at first I said zero, but then I remember like, no, there's a story where like some dude had just been on his side sleeping too long and he, he was just, you know, he, he, he anyway, anyway, I, I got it wrong. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. All right, question number three on the Jeezy Greasy Wiz. How far did Jesus walk with the cross? So on his way to his crucifixion, which is a that's, miles. That's, a, that's a kick in a kick in the teeth, right? Like kick you when you're down. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna crucify you on this cross. Oh, who's gonna take it up there? You are? What? No, why didn't you say no? What are they gonna do? Kill him? They're gonna kill him anyway. You can rest when you're dead. You're fucking kill um, fucking thing. Yeah, I, I all I can say is a couple miles, so two miles, but that's probably the wrong answer too. Yeah, it was half a mile. I mean, half a mile. Half a mile? Oh, lucky him. I mean, look, I had that motherfucker walk a whole mile and a half farther. I mean, I haven't seen any like photos, but the pictures look like it was a pretty big cross. So hats off to him. Jeez. Um, question number four. This one, this, this is, I, I did this one purposely for you. Oh, thank you. So let's see if you get this one right. Um, Who was the first actor to ever play Jeezy Creasy in a movie? Oh, I got no answer to that. It's not William Dafoe, but he was in the big movie that everyone talks about. What was that? The Passion of the Christ. Oh, let me talk about The Passion of the Christ real quick. I'm super annoyed about that movie. Because oh, wait, I mean, wait. That's the Jim Caviezel movie? I, I, was thinking oh, I, of, uh, I was thinking of the Martin Scorsese film, which is still wrong. Because that ain't the first depiction of Christ. Like, if you're going to do like a movie about The Passion of Christ, you know, I I figured, you know, you know, dive a little bit deeper for his other passions. Like, oh, did you know Jesus had a passion for dance? Oh, for magic no just 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 to be in son of god that's his passion okay um no, no just he made it ass eaten sorry <laughs> there's big booty hoes the first actor to play jesus was the aptly named robert henderson bland in the movie from the manger to the cross which i like the name I'm of that yeah, i've like never even heard of that like 1934 or something like that but oh, I like the I like yeah, I like I the name that. of the movie. I like the name of the movie because it, it gives you everything you need to know. Like this this movie is going from the manger to the cross. You're gonna you're gonna get a whole thing on this bad boy. Mm. So I mean I must. Well, I know Adam West ain't the original Batman, <laughs> but I don't know who the dude was in the 1940s either. There needs to be some crossover. Imagine Jesus with that shark anti shark repellent spray or something. <laughs> There's no good place to get rid of a bomb. What a great movie. All right. 
Question number five. Right. One more just for fun. Try to save your save your face. Save face here. That would be great. What was the first and I use this term lightly recorded miracle performed by Jesus? He uh, gave a dude sight. A blind man was able to see again. So, 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 so imagine, so imagine, right? You're like, long day at work. Oh, I could really use a drink. Oh no, I've only got water. I thought that was at a wedding, and that was. Oh, this is bad. Like I used to go to a Catholic school. I just gave you. Oh, he turned water into wine. He did. He did. Congratulations. Uh, yes, he turned. Um, yeah, he turned water into wine at the marriage of Cana, Cana of Galilee. What a night! Look, look, what a great. See, that's turn up at a wedding. What? It's a cash bar. <laughs> I think so. No, no, no. Everyone drinks wine. How I rude! I'm. Um, I only drink. Yeah. Beer? Fuck you. It's wine or water. <laughs> we definitely don't have beer at this time. It's, it's you, there's no spritz, no spirits, there's no wine. Or, no, there's only wine, there's no rum, there's no whiskey, there's no vodka for sure. So it's it's wine or water. That's and well, wine is a whole lot more fun. Don't forget to tip your waitress to the barman. They had no tips that day. But yeah, that was a bad contest for me, Mike Fish. I used to go to a Catholic school. And the one one subject I would always get a good grade in was religion. It didn't matter that I believed in it or not. That shit was super easy to remember. And, uh, well, clearly, it's been a while. I, I went to a Roman Catholic primary school. So when I was like up until the age of 10. But yeah, I must, even uh, the only one I would have got without knowing that would, would have been the 5,000. Being in the 5,000, it's a famous story. Being mm-hmm. 36. I don't remember that was 5,000. But like numbers are very abstract, especially with that book. But it is what it is. One out of five. It, it happens, guys. We move on. We grow. We move forward. Um, let's let's, let's move on to some stuff about we're gonna. You know, it's, it's a lot of crap in this world. So one by one, we're gonna get rid of some shit. Mm. Is this week's trap door? Yes. Uh, this week's trapdoor, we're talking reality TV. Um, inspired by a wifey of mine watching, binge watching some shit over the weekend, and so I was like, you know what? There's a lot of these crappy reality TV shows. One of them's got to go at some point. So we're going to discuss four of them, and okay. together we're going to get rid of one. So how much do you okay. watch, George? Do you watch much uh, reality TV? Because you a reality. TV? I abandoned all that stuff about twenty years ago. Like I, I, I watched the first Survivor out of curiosity. Obviously, I would see various incarnations of the real world and road rules and the real rule, real world road rules challenge. Um, but I think I tapped out say? after, after uh, Temptation Island, and uh, obviously the Littlest Groom, which was only two episodes because it was a mini series ha, 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 ha. so 
Yeah, after 2004, we didn't do much reality TV. So, well, uh, I'm, I'm wondering where you're going with this one tonight. Well, so I'm going to give you four TV reality shows. Um, and if need be, I am, I'll maybe I'll try to describe the premise if that will help in the decision making. Okay. So the four choices we have to get rid of one uh, is Big Brother. Okay. We were aware of Big Brother. We were aware of Big Brother. Love Island. Not familiar with that, but it basically, can't be much different than Temptation Island. It's basically where you put a bunch of single idiots on a on an mm. island, and okay. let's see what that. Um, too hot to handle. Never heard of it. Too hot. Okay, let me tell you about the fucking premise of Too Hot to Handle, my friend. Please. So Too Hot to Handle is again similar thing where they just you know take to a nice Caribbean island or Mediterranean place. I don't know where it, where it was. And they put all these like hot, sexy people together, and the idea is obviously they eventually they couple up, I guess. But here's the catch: for them to win the one hundred thousand pound prize money or one hundred thousand dollars. No, well, I think there is. It's, it's available. It's it's you know as with streaming shit, it's it's widely available over here in the US, and I've heard many of sure, Americans sure, sure. talking about it. Um, because I didn't know it was a thing until I was in America. But yeah, so the the catch is to win the prize money, they have to abstain from sex for thirty days. Three whole days. And I'm like, like, I appreciate I'm getting older now. How much sex do they have to abstain from? Like, can can they not just do this, or can they do other? I mean, they can they can put their finger in their own finger, I guess, for those listening. Okay. Chris uh, Hayes did the, this, did the thing where he created a, a hole in one hand and then he mm-hmm. pretended his index finger of the other Check hand was in. a penis and he inserted the finger penis into ah! the finger butthole. Butthole? Alright. It's, it's a circle. I, mean, I know how you roll, Mike Fish. Wow. It's a circle. So if you go to a vagina, you're going to have to at least be more creative with your hand. Yeah, that'll do, I guess. Anyway, we're gonna make it yeah, uh, now. Maybe I'm getting old, but I'm like, if someone's like, "Hey, no sex for a month, and I'll give you a hundred grand," I thought, oh, well, hi then. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Hundred grand, I can, I can go with that though. Mm-hmm. You know, anyway, but again, is it just no, 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 no vaginal sex? Like, are are, are BJ's oh, involved here, or HJ's allowed? Can can we oh. finger blast in, in on the beach? Like, what, what are we talking about here? Well, where's I don't, no offense, and not to be that kind of guy, because I'm not that kind of guy. I'm very ge- a generous man, but uh, I don't. The only reason I would finger blast, as you as you say, is to because I'm hoping. Mm, yeah, but no, but because you're hoping to get something in return. Whereas if you can't, or just then... touch that pussy. Like, mm. That's a win too. Again, hundred grand. I can go thirty. Anyway, anyway, point is, we're getting off topic here slightly. Uh, and then the fourth one is Love Is Blind, where they they I don't know they don't see each other and they just are blind people fall involved in here? love. No, just, I think they're oh. like behind a glass or some shit. It's they're all dumb. They're all dumb. Um. 
I mean, they could all go, to be fair, if I wanted to. But um, They could all go. Like The only one I've heard of is Big Brother, and I was hoping to come up with a big monologue about why we should get rid of Big Brother, because it's not a good show. And it's, it's actually not... tried... But at least it's tried some... to adapt itself multiple times, which I will give it credit for, and it's it's whatever. The other three I've never heard of, so it, it really is. It's a, a let gambit. me let me uh, let me let me do a scene, really, from one of the other ones, right? Maybe. Please. <laughs> this is this is uh, Mike Fish acting a scene from. Uh, let's go with Love Island, okay? Mike and... Fish, Love Island, take one. An action. Tracy, no, Tracy, no, I, no, I know I love you, babe. I love you, babe. But but you you kissed Stacy last night. No, 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 but you know it was an accident, and you no, know, you the one that's always bored me, babe. No, 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 but Stacy's my best friend. How could you do that to me? No, no, but you, no, no but babe. Oh, I forgive you. And scene. It's that. For like an hour for about 20 episodes it's fucking mind-numbing so i just gotta say i felt like i was there dog yeah you you really save your netflix subscription my friend you, you, yeah, you I, I feel like i i've caught up on the entire series without even knowing who characters are i feel like this is a narrative that happens with uh it could be six of our our participants it could be with 12 of our participants 18 whatever the average the the even number is i feel like everyone is going through this on this show so um you you got a green light from me dog and uh, i look forward to seeing you in the quarterfinals thank you that's my american i accept your rose impression oh the bachelor another one um yeah so i guess is this a trick let's just say d so, goodbye, D. Love is blind. Ah! Although, just for fun. Like, if you had told me Love is handle? blind involved, like... Ah! Love Island? Ah! Ah! Yeah. Oh, just, none of them exist anymore. Wow. My mom will be disappointed about Big Brother, but good. Yeah, my buddy Alex will be uh, upset. He does a podcast about Big Brother. Put him out of a job. I, am. I I wish Love is Blind was about a, a someone with sight dating someone who is blind and and all the all all the awkwardness that involved with that. Like I'm sure some folks have the easiest of times and I bet some other folks are just like, yeah, I'm really trying here, but <laughs> I I keep putting shit in the way and she keeps tripping over it and I just don't know how to handle that, man. Like it's it's definitely my fault, but you know, uh uh, you know they'd be like cut out for this relationship. There'd be someone who's like trying it on with a blind woman, and just being like, "Hey, yeah, my my penis is nine inches long," and then she'd be like, "She will definitely you, know that." You you know you know I've lost my sight, but my other senses are heightened, so I can. Yeah, I never mind. It's it's free. It's free. Anyway, her senses are so. That's enough about Spencer can... Eldon. <laughs> <laughs> well, a that's, a that's a callback. That's a callback, gentlemen. Oh my goodness! But, 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 oh my goodness! Oh, first, our first cash throw of the night. <laughs> well done. Well done. That was worth the wait.
All right, let's uh, let's switch attention to some reality TV to what could be classified technically as a mockumentary of sorts, I guess. Um, it's now time to honk with Jesus to save our soul in this week's Kush's movie review. Kush's movie review. Uh, in, a, in a rare turn of events, uh, we're about Kush is about to review a movie that I've seen as well. Uh, Honk for Jesus, save your soul in theaters now, but also streaming on Peacock, if I was correct. Peacock, starring Sterling K. Brown and Regina Hall, directed by Adama Ibo, her debut. Oh, thank you. Um, which is an adaptation of a 2018 short film of the same name. Pow! Yeah, I like how you did your research there, Mike Bush. Well done, well done. Yeah, as you said, it took me sixty-three is, uh... episodes. No, you're yeah. really good at that, man. You, you, you nailed that shit. Yeah, Miss Ebo doesn't have much of res- of a resume. This movie, Honk for Jesus, period, save your soul, period, is based on a 2018 short film she made of the same name, featuring the same characters, going through the same bullshit. Um. I was looking forward to seeing this film. I was too. And then it wasn't in very many theaters out here in San Francisco. It was in a couple. I would have been happy to make the truck out to see one of them and go outside my Regal Unlimited subscription and just pay full price for a ticket. It was thankfully on Peacock, but that also kind of tells me what I was in store for when we uh, when I told you about it. So Straight to DVD. Straight to DVD. Yeah, this this is a case of the trailer was better than the movie itself, unfortunately. Um, short story, this movie is a two out of five. I, I wish it was better. It's made for a very, very specific demographic geographically. This is about a um, mega, pa- mega church pastor who is coming off of a sex scandal and... At first, we're seeing a documentary made through the point of view of his wife. And she's actually not hip to this documentary being made, but they're focusing on her a lot. And that's uh, Miss Regina Hall. Uh, Obviously, Sterling K. Brown, as you said, is uh, the pastor. He plays Lee Childs. And yeah, he, he went through some shit. And they went from having 26,000 people in their congregation every week to closing closing the doors and almost bordering up the entire facility to the point where like their entire congregation is split up and they any that do go to church are now going to other churches and they they have a rival. They make up the rival in their head. Those folks are just trying to speak the word of god in their own way kind of similar to pro wrestling where like hey we saw a lot of what we liked and we definitely saw a lot of what we didn't like and we're going to try and avoid that and still preach this good word but um the narrative is not good dude there are times where we're watching a mockumentary and then we're watching a movie well what that means is what did like break it down mike fish i did I did appreciate the filming style in that you did. It, okay. it went 
what almost looked like um fourth no not four, but you had the black borders on the side when yep. it was the documentary and then as soon as it went like quote unquote real life it went widescreen so that there was two different filming styles so you could very easily tell when okay this isn't the documentary this is mm-hmm. stuff that's happening if that makes sense so i thought i thought they it, did that well it does make sense it actually took me half the movie to see that that's what was going on because um in my version when we're in the mockumentary i'm getting a full picture no borders but when uh... we're in the movie then i got widescreen it, i mean there's definitely a difference regardless of what tv we're watching here however you know what let's watch a movie where there's a documentary being filmed and see parts of that that's that's one route they could have gone and it would have made a lot more sense but we open this film as the mockumentary and then we're seeing shit that the camera crew isn't seeing and that's not doing anything good for the narrative this is supposed to be like raw footage and you know this is the stuff that we're not going to see in the real movie blah 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 you know like this was a sloppy narrative i'm sure it's based on a lot of specific incidences um maybe not just within the 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 church circuit but just all around you know the the whole me too movement because we we do get into some very awkward moments here and yes those are good but they're not entertaining it's just kind of a bummer overall no i i think i mean and Maybe spoilers. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, they they don't they don't allude or they allude to a controversy at the beginning of the movie, but they don't actually tell you what it is. Mm-hmm. And you're correct. And I think the comedy in the movie is done very well early on. I think obviously Regina Hall was very good at comedy. She's she's fantastic body language, fantastic facials, very good timing. She's a fantastic comedy actress and Correct. sterling k brown i thought he was very good in his because he's very normally everyone knows him mostly for his serious role in this is us so i thought he played his quote-unquote straight role very well and his comedy his comedy was very good as well almost i think he's one of those where you like because you don't expect him to be funny you almost find it funnier than it you should if that makes sense to i hear what you're saying so I was kind of getting into this. Oh, here we go. This is funny. This is fun. And then all of a sudden you find out that the controversy is, oh, he he was inappropriate with young boys. And it's like, oh, okay. Oh. And then there are some scenes where he's talking to, not, not against, not, we're not talking like, children children but you know young but like 17 he's still a married man and he's flirting with other dudes and it does get a little a bit awkward and then there's that scene at the end mm-hmm. where he's confronted by a, a previous he's he's actually confronted by the guy that has there's four guys suing him i think it was and five. this was one of them five, four people, even if four it's seven. five it could anyway, be yes. ten could be he was ten, the only whatever. one that held out basically and he confronts uh, him. Sure. Okay. Okay. And it's very, it's just very awkward. Yeah. Uh, it was a, there's a lot of awkward scenes. And not in, in a good film, way. And it's, and not it's in a not good fun. way. Mm-hmm. And then the ending. 
Jesus. Jesus. What did you they think? They got Regina the King dressed up as a mime. And I'm just like, you you guys are doing like five too much. Not even too much, just five much. It, it, there's a lot of desperation in this movie. They're trying to get back what they And I think they, they portray that in the movie very well. You the, mm-hmm. the desperation of the couple does come through mm-hmm. very well. So I for me, the biggest thing for me, and I was when I was thinking about this after I watched it, I was thinking about, you know, hey, what score would I give this? And mm-hmm. I would I was genuinely thinking of giving this a four out of five. Wow. Until okay. oh, until the ending. And that mm-hmm. knocked it down because I Okay, so the ending of the movie is very just abrupt and out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Which typically, when done in movies, and you're more of the movie person than I am, so you'll know. I am. But to me, I feel that is done when the story is told so well, they basically want you to come out of that with people having different opinions. Oh, no, I think this happened. No, no, this happened. Blah, blah, blah. Sort of like the Sopranos ending, where a lot of people think he died, a lot of people think he survived. Blah 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 blah. They don't give you the answer, so you kind of, oh, wow, this is this is where I think it went. But I don't think this story was good enough to warrant that kind of ending. And oh, so literally, I'm... I just sat there and I was like, oh, that's that's it. What the yeah. fuck was that? No. What the fuck was that? So this style of movie. If they wanted to show Sterling K. Brown getting shot, which is how I thought it was going to end. Yeah, that's that where I thought it was going to go. Where, like, I was 100%, and maybe that's just me projecting. Sure, I'll accept that. But I, I thought someone was getting killed 100%. And it just ends up with just some guy doing donuts in the parking lot and our guy just still reveling in his vanity, which is a sin in the Catholic church, in the Christian church, all the churches, mostly. Um, Until the the ending is all about, he hasn't learned anything. And despite the fact that he's accepted that they went from 26,000 people to, he's estimating 500 people. And we don't even see that many folks show up. One one family, one family, a family of four. That was it. uh, Nothing's been learned. Life goes on, same mistakes will be made. This gentleman is going to only make his wife's life worse. His wife's life. Yeah, no, I yeah. said it right. Yeah, yeah, it works. It works. Thank you. Yeah. It's I, th- a yeah, lot I thought more the... could have been done with this film. Uh, this could have been the message of it could have been told better. It's not necessarily based on one story, it's based on a lot of different stories. And you're supposed to be just kind of just disgusted the entire time. Like, there's, well, yeah, a, yeah, there's the, a whole the... scene where they 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 take like, oh, Sterling K. Brown's character has a lot of Prada accessories <laughs> that all begin with P. I'm sure there are other other letters of the alphabet that Prada begins with, but like, we got the porcelain Prada, we got the purple Prada, we got the pink Prada. I got the but, uh, him sharing up whole... his wardrobe was I think that was, I, I thought it was a fantastic scene. 
It's a good scene. It's supposed to make you hate these people even more. Yeah, and I, I that's know? why I think I think if the ending was different, this movie would have been fantastic because it, it showed his vanity, his ego, and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then you find out he's not only cheating on his wife, but he's also luring young boys and in the in the fake promise of he's going to quote unquote save them and help them, but he's actually diddling with them. Mm-hmm. And then you have that confrontation where almost one of them he was he wasn't almost mad that what had happened he, he was mad that he wasn't the only one and you lied to me i thought i was the only one and he like it just becomes this whole mess and i i genuinely thought this is why i was enjoying it mm-hmm. to a point is that when he was saying at the end when that car pulls up and starts doing the donuts and he's they're just, here for me he's re- here for me repeating, they're here for me they're here and he's so happy they're here for me i thought the ending if someone just pulled out a gun and shot him because they were there for him that would have been such a great ending of his story mm-hmm. where all, to, right to the one he got what he deserved but also right to the very end he was still he hadn't changed that would have been a great ending and i genuinely think if that was the ending and done way better than maybe i said it that would, that could have been a four out of five movie but the ending was just eh. I think it's more interesting that both you and I from different parts of the world came to the same conclusion that we thought this gentleman was going to get shot, not even stabbed, not beat up, not, not, not murdered horribly with a strangulation. We, We both thought that he was going to get shot. I think we both might be projecting something there. However, it was still a sloppily store sloppily told story. And you said you were prepared to give this a four out of five, but what was your final conclusion once you saw the entire project? I think, okay, so here's, this is where I was just going to give an idea of where my mindset is, right? In this yeah, time, man, this type of down. story. So, and for those who aren't into wrestling, I apologize, but maybe I'm going to try to give a good <laughs> adaptation of this and I'll give you a good storyline. Okay, do you I'm remember... Worried the Triple H versus Booker T feud heading into WrestleMania 19. 19. 19. Yes. Okay. So for those that don't watch wrestling or never did or whatever, so the build up to this story. So Triple H was playing at the time, this clean shaven suit wearing Ric Flair wannabe hoity toity. I am better than you. I'm rich. And yeah, he was basically white privilege personified that's what his character was 100%. and he was facing a, a man named booker t who was i guess let's just say a little bit more rough around the edges and mm-hmm. he was he was the everyman he was the guy who'd who'd been the lowest of lowest but he was just trying to redeem himself they mentioned his real life um arrest record and things like that here he'd been arrested by robbing a i think it was like a 7-eleven or something like that and basically he was a criminal in the past and yada 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 yada. and all throughout the build-up to this match triple h was pretty much saying everything to him except the n-word it was so racially overtoned it was like he was i think i Pretty much, at least on one occasion, he was like, you people should be doing this for me. You people should be... I think he said, like, jucking and jiving or some shit. Like, it was, like, some really awkward, 
creepy shit he was saying. But I remember mm-hmm. at the time, I was loving it. I was eating everything he said because in my mind, I was running ahead of the storyline. So, oh, yes, this guy oh, who is white privilege through and through is talking down to this African-American in these racial overtones. At the end of the day, at WrestleMania, Booker T is going to wipe the floor of him. He's going to slap the shit out of this guy, take his world title away from him, and that story is going to be incredible. I was so hyped for it. And then WrestleMania comes around, and Triple H, the white power racist, beats the African-American. And suddenly I'm like, oh, this is fucking horrible. What the fuck? So yeah. in a similar vein, this is where, for me, leading because I thought I can see where this is going. This is going to be a great story. I'm ready to give this four out of five. And then that ending, so I, I'm with you on that. Two out of five, two out of five is not good. No, that, 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 the ending of the story ruined the whole story for me. Yeah. And I think this is a movie that's actually built for like a very specific demographic. Now, anyone who goes to the one of those mega churches, anyone who is given more than they can afford to help the church out, and then those folks are living in mansions and driving sports cars and 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 dressing themselves in Prada, like. I feel like those folks are the ones who would relate to all of this the most. So it's just not a movie I could relate to. It wasn't a, I don't think it was a good narrative, but yeah, two out of five is, is my story here. And uh, yeah, WrestleMania 19 was also disappointing, but sometimes the good guy doesn't win. No, I could agree, but, but don't, don't set up the story like that. If you're not going to have the good guy win. Sometimes yeah. the story has to be set up like that. No, anyway, there, there was no, unfortunately was a... no rematch. Yeah, yeah, there was no, no, no rematch. It was that was it was that was a dark day, dark dark day. Anyway, gross, if you do like sure. to um, if you do like to see something about like these mega churches and all that good stuff that is actually entertaining, check out HBO's Righteous Gemstones. Fantastic TV show. I haven't watched any of. Oh okay. my god. Seriously, I, I I mean I some I don't like to overhype things because I know if you overhype something, it can no matter how good it is, it's not gonna reach that level. So I'm not I'm not but definitely check out a couple of like the first two or three episodes. If you if you don't like it, then don't watch it. But I think I it's a quality show. Quality show. You haven't watched The Wire either. Jesus People like Christ. what they like. You need do you not have you got something against HBO? Is that it? No, I watch a lot of HBO actually. And you've never watched Righteous Gems on the Wire? Nope. Game of Thrones? Did you watch that? I did. Those what got me through the first uh, two weeks of me not smoking cigarettes. Well, good for them. For the first four seasons, like I binged that shit. It was wild. It was it was stressful. Beautiful. Beautiful stuff. House but we're not Game watching House of the Dragon. No, we're not because we don't care. Anyway, let's wrap this week's show up because woo, this has been a, it's a bye. What a great day! Um, so, so, so before we wrap up the show with the feel good story of the week, just to bring all the vibes back up high, uh, let's give you some plugs. Obviously, 
same as always if you are listening to waffle box thank you very much for listening make sure you hit the follow button wherever you are listening if you are listening to us on spotify give us a rating you know star rating maybe a five i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try to put words in your mouth but five five is good um if you're on apple podcast you can actually write us a review make it funny i'll read it out make it funny um but if you do want to watch us uh you can watch us on youtube uh, for all the links where you can listen and watch the show enjoy at wafflebox.com um if you do want to follow myself on twitter i am at mr mike fish and this guy over here is at kush underscore hayes at kush underscore hayes but this man also produces way more we are like content kings um Real shout out real quick. Also, by the way, next week or this coming week, um, I've mentioned before, I also have a Twitch channel, uh, Pop Couture, twitch.tv slash Pop Couture, P-O-P-C-O-U-T-U-R-E. Holy cow. We've got some lots of content coming up this week. Um, this Thursday uh, at 8.30 Eastern, we've got Not A Strong Start movie podcast live on that channel. And then heading into the weekend, if you enjoy your Formula One, uh, 2 o'clock Eastern on Sunday, we're going to have a live reaction review with myself and Ramblin' Ronnie from the Ramblin' Ronnie podcast, uh, reviewing the Italian Grand Prix. And on Monday, uh, Pop the Crowd Wrestling podcast, we'll get into more wrestling and stuff like that. And then Tuesday, there's, there's so much stuff. So go to twitch.tv slash popcouture um, to see way more content. And then this guy over here, he's uh, head of the Bosnet family. Um, there's so much content for that uh is what's the excitement coming out over the next seven days i wish i had a better answer for you we are in a, a weird spot right now but new microdose this week probably going to be a clip show that, that that's all i got for you otherwise check out cushion kai check out the kick-ass movie podcast check out sweet science cinema all episodes are available not just on the bosnet.family but most of your usual podcast streaming platforms why is there no new microdose this week was it lack of guests or lack of time to do it both because you know you know someone that does podcasts right if that you could if you want to be on every microdose podcast i will gladly have you but i figure you're already busy and we do the waffle box as it is in case of emergency break glass get your boy get your boy Dude, i will be talking to you after this episode then right now do it all right let's end the show wrap it up boop, 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 boop. with this boop, week's boop, boop, boop. feel good story of the week it's a cool fucking story i've ever heard in my entire life that's insane can i hear it again mm, yeah um <laughs> if you are listening to this or watching this in england or if you are of an english persuasion you are going to giggle at the name of this person that we're about to talk about um we are talking about the filger story involving 83 year old ted knobs theodore knobs if you, if you don't know uh we in england we used to call penises knobs um, we, anyway. we in America also call them knobs. Oh, good. Don't you worry about that. Good. Penises for everyone. Um, so this story features um, a bunch of brothers. A bunch of brothers. 
Um, Ted, who is 83, and his brother Jeff, who is 79, are meeting for the very first time as we speak, as we record this episode. You may be wondering, what? Why has it taken him so long? Well, here's the story, and it's pretty amazing. So, back in the old World War II, or as the French like to call it, World War II, um, probably quite saying better than that. But um, so basically, at the end, during the end, uh, towards the end of that Second World War, they were separated at basically at birth after their mum tragically died of cancer at the age of 30 in 1945, just months before the end of the Second World War. Uh, their father at the time, he was like, basically, I, he wasn't able to cope caring for uh, the boys, uh, decided to send Jeff off, who was one years old at the time, off to adoption to give him a chance of a better life. Because obviously, hey, look, if I can't handle these boys on my own now, there's a war going on as well. It's, it's really not a good time. So he put him up for adoption. Uh, Jeff was adopted by his family, who then, after the Second World War, moved to Australia, which is over 10,000 miles away from England. So after finding out that they had, he had a long-lost brother, Ted uh, decided to do some searching, do some searching, and which he began in 1994, which obviously, even back then, it probably wasn't the easiest thing to do uh, because records were there and the internet was hardly a thing. Uh, back then but luckily 20 years later um jeff actually the guy in australia managed to track them down and sent them a letter and say hey i think i'm your brother um they originally was planned to meet for ted's 80th birthday but obviously covid damn covid got in the way and you know, you couldn't get into England from Australia for love nor money. Although he did send him a nice video message for his birthday. Uh, so that's the first time. And then, um, but yeah, so this past Sunday, so as we're recording this two days ago, uh, Ted finally boarded a flight 22 hours from London to Sydney at 83 years old to finally meet his brother for the very beautiful. first time. What a wonderful story. Not only is that beautiful, but Cush Hayes relates to that because he has met two siblings that he never knew he had literally, oh geez, four years ago now, maybe even five years ago. And uh, thanks to Ancestry.com and uh, 23andMe, we discovered these extra siblings and uh yeah we uh it's really cool so i appreciate this feel good story tonight was papa a rolling stone cliches oh da- daddy hayes had the ah! <laughs> My so, that's all i got to say about stone. that yeah. he so he all different mothers bone. Uh, what else yeah, I like where you went there, man. But yeah, that's uh, all different mamas. Um, 
very, very, very tight windows. But uh, yeah, Are you all I've got a, I appreciate this. Uh, I appreciate this story tonight. Are all the discovered siblings redheads? No. Oh, no, that would have been no. magical. That would have been like the cherry. Not no pun intended, because but yeah, that would have been the icing on the cake. Let's say that. I hear what you're saying. No, it would have been very cool, but nope, nope. Uh, one brother, yeah, no, everyone's brunettes. I ah, think, that's close enough. I think we have a sister that's a blonde, but still. Yeah. Well, they just like bonds have way more fun apparently. Anyway, well, that wraps up this bonkers bumper episode of Waffle Box because you know why wouldn't you celebrate episode sixty three? We were sixty three, maybe. Also, just to give you a heads up, uh, I'm not going to give you a date of when we're going to do this, but I was discussing off air to Mr. Hayes over there. That rhymed. Um, that I've, I think we've worked because we tried to basically do a live live episode on StreamYard, but for whatever reason, StreamYard fucking hates Kush, and it just wouldn't work. But I think we, I, I think I may have found a workaround. So again, no promises, no dates announced, but. We finally might be able to do a live episode of Waffle Box where you can chime in and get your comments in and interact with the show as we go live. Exciting, exciting stuff. Um, but yeah, until then, don't forget, obviously, tell your tell your friends, tell your family, tell your pets, tell your your, your priests about Waffle Box. Get them to listen. Give them a thumbs up. Uh, thank you all for listening. Until next week, take care of yourselves. And each other. That's all, folks.